We are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution. Welcome to another edition of the Game Recognized Game Podcast with RLJ and Kev. I'm KEV, that's RLJ, and we are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution. And Brother Jay, I'm excited about this episode today because uh, we invited some of our uh, closest allies and friends in our inner circle to uh, really just talk about the joy, man. The joy in life and the joy and the gifts of 2020, Brother Jay. Who would have thought? The gifts of 2020. Who would have thought we would be we would we would be discussing gifts? The gifts of 2020. Well, you know, and so I, even, you know, starting last year, I said 2020 will be the year that that I pause more, right? And, you know, the, the human brain is naturally wired to have a negative mindset, and that is for protection. So the example that I always give, if we're walking in the woods and we see a black stick on the ground, we're immediately going to jump because we're going to think it's a snake. And that is our brain is wired so that we can be... Um, protected so we can run in case of an emergency what that same part of the brain doesn't do is process anything beyond what it initially sees and so it takes between three to six seconds for us to shift um see what i did there shout you out shante shift our perspective and so 2019 i said 2020 will be my year of shift and so to pause more and where i could typically respond with what's familiar pushing myself to to respond in a way that will give me more if I focus on the positive. And so um, I'm excited to have other people have this conversation about the things that 2020 gifted us because it's up to us if we opened it or not. And so, um, yeah, Kev, like. Hey man, I tell you, I tell you what was the gift of 2020? I didn't open up no bills on purpose. (laughs) If it looked like a bill, if it looked like a bill, I didn't open it. I didn't open it. I figured if they didn't give me a phone, if they didn't call me or send me an email, then it didn't exist. A gift. We'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that offline because some bill collectors may be listening. It's all good. It's all good. Just like I told them before, I tell them right now, I ain't got it. I ain't got it. Sorry. Gifts. Pick a date. Pick a date that is due and surprise both of us. Yeah. <laughs> surprise you when you don't get it. Surprise me when I don't give it. That's all right. It's all right. So let's um, let's jump on in. And what are some gifts that um, you received in the year of 2020? I can think of a gift in terms of, um, you know, something in terms of my employment and professional. So, um Professionally, I do advocacy for a criminal justice reform organization, and I had been doing it at my organization about five years um, as of this past, like, September. Um, And I had been doing it kind of solo. You know, we have departments, and I was kind of like a one-person department um, for for four years, almost four, four and a half years. Um, But in 2020, my department actually expanded 300%. So that's two people, an additional two people, but 300% sounds a whole lot more. So, and um, it started with, um, you know, more funding. So nonprofits, we're always applying for funding. We're getting grant funding to do our work. And the funding came in at the end of 2019, which allowed for us to do the hiring to expand um, my department, our advocacy department. Um, And so when I think about it, I mean, 
you know, kind of totally out of nowhere, a little unexpected. I mean, we applied, but you know, you kind of, you apply and you keep going, you keep doing about your work as if, you know, nothing may change. Um, so a real blessing professionally in terms of getting that additional support, you know, it comes with um, expanded opportunities in terms of our work, which obviously I, since I'm doing something that I am personally passionate about, not just, you know, a job, um, there's a real sense of, I don't know, accomplishment, I guess I can say that in terms of the, the grant and an ability to be managing people. Uh, I wouldn't say for the first time, really outside of like interns and like volunteers, because we'll do a lot of other, you know, community stuff. So always like kind of managing, shifting people, they're volunteers. <laughs> and so managing people professionally um, for the first time throughout 2020. So that's been a real, a new, a new challenge, but a good um, challenge that I have welcomed and taken on um, for 2020. Now, Monica, in that, in that process, was in that five years, were you ever, did you ever hit a point where you was like, I can't take this no more? Like, <laughs> like did you ever hit that wall? And if so, like, what did you do to kind of have that breakthrough versus a breakdown? That is a good question. I'm not sure I ever got to that point. It was just, um, you know, if I'm being honest, I was probably like maybe the second or third person in this position at my organization. Um, so they didn't, they didn't have a whole lot of, I don't know, that like track record in terms of the person. It's like, you know, whatever you can do would be kind of great. That's kind of the thought, the, the kind of the impression I got starting off. Um, and I think, and not to, you know, not to brag or anything, but I think just the work that I was able to do as a sing, as an individual, you know, one person department kind of impress them, so to speak, um, and, and, and allow the opportunity to apply for grant funding to say, this is what we've been able to do over the last, you know, three, four years. Um, you should, you know, you should fund us to do more of this type of thing. And so I would, I was never at the point where I was like, you know, this is too much because I was kind of creating my own work. I mean, luckily for me, I don't have like a micromanager of a boss. I'm kind of like really independent. I, you know, I know what I'm supposed to be doing. I do it. I keep them up to date, like what I'm doing, but I was kind of like, doing my own thing, kind of working my own path as relates to advancing advocacy and criminal justice reform at the state level. I do a lot of state work. Um, and so when they saw that, it would make, it was an opportunity to apply for grant funding. So I've never felt more overwhelmed. I'm probably by my biggest um, critic of myself and I probably put more deadlines on myself. They're more, more self-imposed. Um, but so I never had that feeling of being overwhelmed. I was just doing what I think can be, what I thought could be done. And that fortunately led to us being having these other opportunities. And so now it's like we can do more. And so, you know, thinking of how to expand our work and doing more is kind of where, where I'm at now. So how, how did you feel when you kind of saw the grant working, when you saw like the tangible outcomes, you know, the increase of uh, staff 300% and, you know, more, more, more bodies to help you do more, me more meaningful work? Like, what was that feeling like? Um, at the beginning, it was a little surreal. Again, I think, you know, you, you applied, but, you know, you apply and you hear back a few months later. So it kind of when we got the notice, I wasn't thinking, it wasn't like, you know, at the forefront of my mind in terms of, oh, I'm going to get help, you know, going forward. Um, but it's been, I mean, yeah, I don't know, surreal has just been like the word <laughs> for me tonight because that's how I kind of felt um, and, and really been able to, uh, it's been a blessing to be able to think you know, more broadly, right? You kind of get into a routine of like what you know you, there's certain things that you know you can do and then, you know, the things that you aspire to do more and you can do like a little bit more, but again, you know, one person you are kind of limited. 
Um, so it was a blessing to be able to think a little more broadly, even beyond what I could do as one person. So that was um, a blessing and a challenge because I, I need to expand, you know, my horizon, my thinking to really bring about what we can do um, as a department and advance advocacy. I mean, again, I do state work. So we are looking at, you know, adding additional states to our portfolio in terms of where we're working. Um, we're looking at, you know, adding resources to um, what we call state affiliates. I work for the National Association of Criminal Defense Lawyers. We have affiliate, affiliates like in 50 states. So we're expanding our work in terms of the states that we can support and the request for assistance that we can support because we get a lot of that. People always want us to, you know, support things, you know, do things and people send people speakers, write letters. And so we get a lot of that. Um, so really being able to expand our work and our reach, that's been um, a blessing and being able to think more strategically, having more people, you know, young people get these like, you know, kind of more um, college students kind of out of college who are, um, can very think more, I don't know, I say strategically, but have, you know, bringing a fresh perspective to some of the work um, has been has been really good, so. Well, I'll brag for you. You said you didn't want to brag, but I'll brag for you because having to onboard and hire and, and find funding for new positions and various roles that I've held in the past, it's, it's not an easy feat. <laughs> and the fact that you uh, you went from a team of one to essentially a department head, that's pretty <laughs> impressive. A hell of a gift. <laughs> a hell of a gift. Yes, learning, learning as I'm going, learning as I'm going. But yeah, it's been good. Um, I don't know about gifts that I've received, but I guess if it didn't come from any particular person or any environment, 2020 really taught me how to slow down. Um, as far as the prior years, the workflow, going to work every day, eight hour workday, hour and 15, 30 minute commute one way. So it's just like I was, I was sucking up 12 hour days easily between that and the gym and finding something to eat at the end of the day. And uh, when this when this whole thing happened, it gave me the opportunity to just maximize some times. I got certified on a couple of things. Um, it kind of helped me get a better understanding of what I could do for work. So I started applying for different jobs, um, which led to me, which is funny, which led to me getting a job offer and then denying it so that I can stay here and just get some more money. Um, which also led to me being able to like refocus on my finances a little bit and realize that I was stretching myself a little too thin. So being able to pay off my car, being able to boost my credit, uh, being able to, this is my first apartment. So I got my first apartment like two weeks ago. Oh, we so ain't forgot, to... man. We ain't forgot, man. The house, the house party is still on deck, man. But okay. You know, we, we wait, you we wait in a little bit. Out. You, might get, yeah, you <laughs> might get evicted. Thick walls in here, man. That's the, thick walls. That's the type, right. that, that's the go, type we, of house party that we trying to have. We, your <laughs> spot. Not my spot, your spot. That's okay. Out. And All I'm right. keeping my shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> on my carpet that's fine that's fine but yeah I, I had a lot of choice here I had a whole lot of choice over this last year and I've never really gotten the time to have choices like this you know to be able to sit down and think of where I wanted to live the environment I wanted to be in um, to have the privilege to do it and still work from home and not have to get up and go anywhere really and now I'm on walking distance to everything I want to see um, and I can live in a place that's easily commutable to my friends and my family like this has kind of just been the only gift that I can say that 2020 has really given me is, is the time to do things that I should have been doing, you know, and I'm uh, super grateful for that. I just wish that it kind of transferred into what everybody else gets the time to do as well. 
I think that's a good start though, right? And so yeah. as you you are now in this space where you're seeing this, mm-hmm. like you and I, in terms of commuting, when we all three worked together, my commute was horrible. Yeah. And yeah. then when I, I had the best commute and, when we worked together, bro, and then had the shittiest commute once we <laughs> went our separate ways. You talking about? Yeah, I'm gonna run home for lunch. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, I, hope, I hope the traffic gets you and you get stuck because there's something preventing you from getting home, even Man. though it was only a five minute drive. I was you know so you, you know I ain't want to use them bathrooms where we was at. Man, I, <laughs> my house was five minutes away. I was out. Man, Every on day. a good on a good day, I could possibly make it to work an hour and twenty minutes. On a good day, I didn't have too many good days of travel. That's why I was either there extremely early. Or yeah. they're extremely late to miss all of the traffic. That one day, I woke up late, got dressed. You know, I was like, I ain't gonna rush. Sat in the car. I turned on Waze. That thing said two hours and forty minutes. I sent a text message. I said, See y'all tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, Mike, can you do X Y Z? Kev, you got this. Hit up a few people, put on the pajamas, and started watching TV. No, and I don't That's understand real. how people do that for years. Like Life. years. And then yep. when I really calculated how much time I was spending in my car, I was missing out on so many things. And so, bro, this year, I, I echo your sentiments. Like it it gives you a new perspective of yeah. it. Hey Mike, when when you were doing that commute though, right? Was were there something were there were there things that you were doing in the process of, of commuting that maybe you enjoyed that you were able to carry over? Or did you just say, nah, the hell with this? <laughs> it's funny because I developed a lot of habits to stay awake. So Oh yeah, I can't talk about sad stuff. Never mind. So in terms of in terms of uh, in terms of what I was doing to kill some time, a lot of time was spent on podcasts. Like when you guys released the GIG show, that's what I was listening to. I spent a lot of time uh, listening to read, or I would be on uh, Grapevine on YouTube listening to people argue about stuff. Like that's my thing. I love people. I love social commentary. I love politics. Um, I would. I think I lived relatively closely to a few of my buddies that worked at my job. So I would just round up everybody and we all drive to work and argue about current events and politics. And this was kind of just like the only thing that really got me through the drive in. And then going back home, kill some time before traffic, hit the gym. So I was able to gain some weight, you know, work out, do what I needed to do, talk, learn some things. And that's the only way I really made use of that time for real. Mm-hmm. Did you keep up working out? Once, once the commute commuting kind of subsided, I did all the way up until people stopped wearing masks in Virginia. Mm-hmm. I went to I went to Anytime. Well, no, I think I went to One Life in Stonebridge, and I saw a room full of people with no masks. And that was the last time I've been to the gym about a month ago. So, push ups in the crib. That's fair. Hey man, hey, hey man, that, how you think everybody in jail getting buffed? Push up, man. You on that Shawshank Fitness plan? Hey, you don't need to go to the Anytime Fitness, man. You need to be get on that D Block Fitness, man. <laughs> Y'all crazy. Yeah, five sets of sixty. <laughs> oh myself. That's funny. What other what other gifts we got in the room? Well. For me, and I, I really can't say I think for me, but um, for me, it was being able, one, to spend the time with my daughter, 
Um, we typically are so busy, 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 busy with her activities and then the organizations that I'm involved with. Um, so I actually work at the middle school. So her school is K through eight, but I work at the middle school. And so our schedules have been, you know, pretty parallel to each other. So that has been great. Um, and then just being there to help her through the things that, um, I wasn't able to prior to, and then, so this is kind of a, it, it started out negative. They had tried to give her a read plan and one day her headphones broke and I'm coming down the stairs and the book they're reading was this short one. And it was like, the boy runs to the dog, the dog loves the boy. And I'm like, wait a minute, she reads chapter books to me in the evening, what are y'all doing? And so, they put her on this plan when, and this is third graders first year for my daughter's school. They get English in the third grade. So she goes to a um, dual language school. So all of her classes are in Spanish. And so I'm like, well, what in the heck is going on? So I call, of course I work there. So I, you know, pull some strings. Like I go straight to the source. We need to do a reading test. So they do it and she goes through and the English, English language director is like, so what she just read is all um, high frequency words. I want to do a formal test. So we do that, sit down and go through everything. And she's like, yeah, your daughter has uh, one of the highest scores in her grade. So she is in the 90th percentile. And I was like, yeah, so we need to fix that like today um, because I was feeling like one as an educator, but two, engaging in conversation with my daughter. I'm like, there's no way. And I've taught a lot of the kids at the school. So I'm like, I know that we have an extremely high amount of intelligent kids, um, but I also know like she's equally in that space. So it started out to be angry, um, turned positive. But then I started thinking like, well, what's going on? with our other students, specifically our black students, because um, love my school to death, but I'm the only black staff outside of lunchroom and facilities. So for me, I'm like, well, wait a minute. So I rallied all the troops. And so we're working on um, our public school district has this um, initiative that they're working on called Black Excellence. So we've actually been working on making ours a lot stronger. So that kind of just fueled a lot of the fire that was there and then getting the DEI committee involved. So that was amazing. Um, but I think um, the root of that is just spending time. And I've also been able to get, you know, a couple of certifications, but I feel like also um, there were moments where, like Michael just said, I needed to slow down because I'm always going and I'm always tired. Um, and so that was a huge thing for me, but I also think for people just in general, um, we looked at this year as, oh my goodness, this is bad, this is bad. But a lot of times just sitting still and being able to one, either like think through what you're going through or embrace the space that you're in. Like, yes, you may have gotten laid off. However, this is the time for you to sit and brainstorm that business that you were looking to create or, you know, um, grow in a different area, go back to school. There are so many open-ended roads to go down. And I think that we only focused on the negative because that's how we've been conditioned to for so long that even when someone does something nice for us, the moment they do something mean, it's like, ah, I'm done with it. And so that's kind of what happened. And, you know, not to say that the death around us and all of that wasn't um, painful, but 
in times where we do have so many negative things going on, embracing and loving and welcoming the smaller joys that we have. And this whole half of the school year, like that's what I've been working with my fifth graders on is honestly gratitude, thankfulness, and appreciation for not only the folks around them and the things around them, but for themselves. And I've had them, and I do this with my daughter and myself, but I had my class actually um, create different lists each week of things that they're grateful for and thankful for. And so one of the weeks we did like going through the alphabet. So from A to Z, write down things that begin with each letter that you're, you're thankful for. And then um, the next week, it was more focused on like family. So making sure you pick five people or friends, five people and let them know that you're thankful for some of the actions and things that they've done. And then last week, we actually did um, another activity that was based in the same in the same kind of space, but it was more or less um making sure that the list that you've had, you're using these as your daily affirmations. Because I teach them affirmations all the time, but they're always like, well, I don't know what to say and I don't know what to do. And so I kind of set them up for the list that we just wrote, use this as your affirmation um, to go from. And so it's been working quite well. And even just for us as adults, we tend to forget to show um, gratitude to ourselves. So like an easy way to do it is honestly take your name and with each letter of your name, think of something positive you love about yourself and that you are able to do um, and use it that way. Um, there's another thing that we do. It's like an I am. So I am amazing. I am great. I am courageous. And start focusing on the things that we can do as opposed to the things that we can't. Because as big as this universe is, we know that there are so many things that we can't and don't know how to do. How to do. Um, but focusing on those things that we're good at right now and getting great. And then the things that we might need, you know, a little more work. This is perfect timing because so many things are at a standstill. Uh, so I definitely have been taking advantage of those types of things. And it honestly has worked so much. I feel like um, I spoke a life of abundancy out there. And when I tell you all the blessings that I've been receiving are nothing short of that. And this time really has just put me in that space of instead of me focusing on what's going bad, I need some positivity in my life. So I just need to dig deep and be thankful and joyous towards the, the little blessings that I'm receiving um, each day. So it's it, it feels good. And um, I actually started running this summer. I am not an outdoors runner. I don't like bugs. I don't like grass. Um, just know I'm indoors. And yes, I'm very athletic, but I just don't do like outdoor stuff even though I live in Colorado, weird, but I actually started running. And so like me hitting five miles on an outdoor run is like, whoa. In Colorado? In Colorado with oh. this 5280 air. It's the best Are you air, an Avenger? Actually. You sound like you might be an Avenger or something, man. I'm lucky, Superwoman. <laughs> really on it. I should have worn my costume because I low-key... But no, so it's been really amazing. And just knowing that I'm getting healthy and it's, it's, honestly, it's been so amazing, just great. And so like just hitting those personal milestones, um, not only physically, but like emotionally and socially in that space. But then also, like I told y'all before, um, I teach love. So teaching the kids, one, not only how to love themselves, the things that they've received, but the people around them, and then just constantly 
um, showing that that gratitude. So those are my gifts. And then this this little gift right here. Good. And I think I think during this time you realize that when you slow down, things won't pass you by as fast, right? And so I was on the phone with my goddaughter the other day and we were FaceTiming and because now I'm having more frequent conversations, she's not growing as fast as she was when it was like every other month or so. Like every time she would get on, I'm like, whoa, who? Hey, I called to speak to. She's like, hey, it's me. I'm like, nah, you weren't that tall last time. Like you reaching light switches and stuff. What is happening? And so the slowdown has been, has been very um, appreciative. And I'm pretty sure for you, you get to you get to see more because you're not rushing to go to here and have to do this. Where now it's just like I'm sitting still, I'm slowing down, and I I get to see when she discovers something that she now likes, or I get to see her eyes when she reads something and it clicks. I get to see those moments, whereas typically you probably would have missed it if you were on the hustle and the bustle. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like, there's a book that we just started reading. That was my favorite when I was in third grade and it's called weighty words for anybody listening. If you have kids, get it. It is basically um, a mini dictionary, so to speak, but it puts stories to like larger words. So like the first couple of words are abasement, bifurcate, coarse gate, dogmatic, those types of words, but it. And who, who's supposed to be reading that book? You say kids? Well, adults, you can read. Yes, because you said. Makes, dog, did you say dogmatic? And what was the I, one before that? Uh, Chorus Gate. Cor- okay. Yep. Uh huh. And this was this is a children's book. It is. It's my favorite book from when I was a kid. And what's and the name of it again? It's called Weighty Words. I do what? not own. I don't. Weighty buy, Words. I don't have to. Weighty Words. Yes. Okay. And so basically, what it does though is it teaches, um, you know, larger words and just it puts them in a space where they can understand so like a basement basically means a demotion bifurcate basically means to separate mm-hmm. chorus gate it's sparkly those yes. are all sat words and you say exactly yes and Lady we're doing yes yeah, so we're doing this now at third grade because she is going to be phenomenal but it is a it's a great book and it's really one of those that kind of started me on the path of like knowing a lot of the random knowledge that I know because I'm like oh that's a cool way to look at something so always searching for more but now she's starting to use those words when we're out like oh third grade grade, yes I gotta see her use dogmatic I gotta see that for myself (laughs) I gotta see that one for myself because hey I got a master's degree and I think I need to pick up this book You, you should. They've got part one and part two. Trust me. You have just given me one of my gifts from 2020. I appreciate that's, it. That's two of them. So you got to get hey, both of them. You, you have, have to get Weighty Words one and uh-huh. then Weighty Words two. Yes. So how old do you need to be to read Weighty Words two? As long as, I mean, when you finish one. Oh my goodness. Yes. You got to finish pick one though. You got to finish one. Yes. Don't cheat now. And don't don't just browse through. Don't read the back and then Google it. Like actually read it because it puts uh-huh. it in context, so you'll actually remember the words. Like for a basement, the story's about this guy who was a CEO and he was doing all these great things, um, but he really didn't know his job. And so the owner of the company starts talking to him, 
And he says, you know what? I got to move you down to the next level. And the guy thought he was about to get this fancy office. And then same thing happens. He didn't know what he was doing. So the guy, the, the head boss tells him, I got to move you down another level. And it continues on until the guy's in a basement. Boom, mind blown. That sounds like a proverb. <laughs> if, if you do not know what the hell you're doing, you will end up in the basement. <laughs> Move down. A wise man once said, <laughs> A basement is where you will go. <laughs> it's so crazy because I, I listen to you all talk about your gifts of slowing down and taking it slow. And it seems like I just, I went full guns a blazing, but um, I had started applications for uh, the Strategic Diversity and Inclusion Program at Georgetown in 2019. And then also in 2019, I had started the application process for a coaching program. And the way that God works, <laughs> in January, I found out that I got into both programs and they both started at the same time. So from March until September, well, really October, I have been in school and working my nine to five. Um, and <laughs> I, in the midst of it all, I really realized that I was not walking in my purpose. And so I had created a business called Prospectro about four, almost five years ago at this point. And I really was really stagnant with it. I wasn't doing anything. And I was like, what, what's, 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 what, what's going on? And it literally was the first coaching module where I was like, oh, I know exactly what's going on. I <laughs> am not living in my purpose. I'm not being truth to, um, I'm not being true to who I am. And so in that I created this, uh, well, as we know, 2020 has had a series of events of life and things that have happened and in March, I started saying, I really want to check in on my Black community. I want to know how my professionals are doing. I want to check in because my nine to five, 85% of my staff is brown. And there were a lot of things happening. And but I sat on it because I was like, well, I don't know how to do it. I don't really want to ruffle any feathers because all my advocacy has been from the back end. Right. Even though I was the president for the Black Alumni Chapter at George Mason for three years, I still did a lot of my advocacy from behind the scenes. And so because I was trying to climb a certain ladder, trying to do certain things within my career and within my industry, and I knew that speaking out on my personal beliefs publicly with my name behind them was not going to land me where I wanted to go from a career and a ladder climbing perspective. May happened with George Floyd and I said, F it all, <laughs> F it all. Because if I can't stand for something out loud and publicly, then what the hell am I doing? And so that's when Unspoken Truths was born. Um, and for those of you that don't know, uh, shameless, shameless plugs are just about to start flying in. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> They're about to keep start going. flying in. But um, Unspoken Truths was a webinar panel discussion with um, Black professionals, which I thought was just going to be a one-time check-in. And the responses were so overwhelming. Kevin was a star on the first one. Um, and I've had them for the last six months. We just had the last one uh, this week. And so 
that in itself was a blessing. And I was so excited and happy to know that I was doing something that was impactful, but also in that I realized that Perspectra was no longer where I wanted and needed to be from a heartfelt perspective because it was still focused around program and project management and the grind from that perspective and not really helping others also realize what their shifts can be because Lord knows I have had some shifts and recognizing and sitting in it has been amazing. So I created My Best Shift. And with that, I've also, with the spinoff of Unspoken Truths is the My Best Shift podcast, which will be dropping on January 1st. Let's <laughs> um, get it, let's get it. Yeah, and then the crazy thing is like, other people are watching. So I like to say it's like Instagram and Facebook, right? So people are scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. They don't always like it, but they're watching and they're paying attention. And I got invited to, um, to what do they call it? A contributing author to a book about leading through the pandemic. And so, which go, which also isn't coming out in January of 2021. So it's just so many things that when I stopped fighting against what was really my purpose and really walking in my truth, that God let everything else start to fall into place. And even at work today, I got an award for the leader of the year. And I was like, oh, y'all been paying attention too? So, <laughs> you know, but it's just, because <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, I know. But it's just, it was, it's confirmation for me that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And when I was doing it from behind the scenes, it was, it was doing something, but it wasn't doing the thing that was really making my life um, more fulfilled and making me feel like I was doing what I was put here to do. That's crazy because all of you have mentioned things that don't cost money. I mean, outside of the, the, the training and the education that, you know, that's an expense or, or whatever, but everything that you all have said have been like true gifts, even starting with Monica and Monica was talking about the work, the, the work she had done five years previously to get to this point. Like she put in the, she, she put in the sweat equity. Right. You know, Mike, you talking about, you know, you, you had time to really just settle down and really just get your life and, and prioritize what's important to you in your life. And, and Shantae, you just uh, elocuted so well that you said, you know what, this isn't my purpose. Like they didn't cost you any money, <laughs> didn't cost you any money, maybe some time, but you know, as far as like what, what, and even and even Mercedes spending time with your daughter, these things are, are stuff that you you would think we do normally, on a regular doing doing regular schedule program programming. Why is it that we we don't take this pause? You know, did twenty twenty was 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 that the gift of twenty twenty that it forced everyone to really just pause and identify what's important to them. I think yeah, I mean, you hit it on the head, Kev. I think that is like a, in terms of like a broader gift of 2020 that I think probably a lot of people share and take away is that gift, right? You, you know, in a sense, you were in, in some ways forced to slow down, right? Um, and you have to, and, and you give, it gives you time to think. And I think going to what Mike said in terms of like really just like thinking about what's important and prioritizing things and some of the things that we may have taken for granted or just with our daily lives of cycling through, you know, work and whatever else we were doing, you just probably didn't have that time. And so I think that, you know, a part of 2020, I, I would agree, you know, definitely have, 
you know, more time to think in terms of and prioritize and really consider like what's important. And hopefully a gift would be if you're able to actually, you know, implement, you know, make the changes if needed to order to prioritize and to really, you know, let, let people know or, or, or like Shantae in terms of, you know, thinking through what's important in terms of your, in terms of profession. So yeah, I, mean, I think you hit it right in the head. Yeah, and I would also say for me, the crazy part about 2020 was at first, like when we, they were like, stay home, I was having withdrawals from brunch and from having all of my commitments, you know, I mean, cause anybody in the DC area know brunch is a thing, you know. It's, you a, it's a religion, it's a religion. Yeah, we go at 10 and you know, it'd be eight o'clock before you're ready to go home and then you're not even going home, you're going somewhere else, right? And so, um, but what it did was it freed me up to be able to reallocate my time. And while I miss hanging out with my friends in that way, I was able to redefine myself and what was important for me in that time mm -hmm. frame, like within this year. And so um, that was my, I guess, like silver lining at looking at what originally didn't seem like such a gift. <laughs> so I was like, I need my brunch. But um, yeah, that would be what I would say about that. Yeah, and it's, um, and Ronald hit on this first, just kind of like the pause. Um, that is one thing that when we're angry or we have any type of strong emotion, the best thing to do is what? Practice the pause. So that way you can, you know, have a level head and actually think through what you're going to do. And it's like, yeah, 2020, I think was that big pause. Like, whoa, I'm in such a chaotic space right now. Like, I don't know if I'm coming or going. Um, so I think for those of us who were able to actually find it and practice that pause, you know, we are the Monica's, we are the Michael's, we are the Shantae's, uh, because we're getting stuff done and it's, we slowed down to speed up because now moving forward, 2021 is now putting us in these spaces where we've just shot out of the dang planet and, you know, we're, we're on a whole nother like wavelength at this at this point because we took that time to slow down and just you know just be and to accept and appreciate what is and I tell you in Denver brunch is a thing like on Sundays we brunch my daughter will tell you we brunch and so when this happened um it's like oh so we don't we don't brunch oh yeah we're gonna brunch at home like that's exactly what we're going to do so it's Sunday Saturday morning we're relaxing but we're getting up and doing that but again it's focused around being able to spend time so teaching her how to you know make the pancakes and she knows how to make eggs She's a phenomenal egg maker so she'll do tattoos and eggs um it's a wonderful but, skill to have <laughs> yes Yes, it's that the, the flick of the wrist. But, the wrist huh? it's, a, it's the flick of the wrist. Um, but yeah, like we we all definitely needed that pause. And I think honestly, and I don't know who's you know what anybody's religious background is, but I think that for me personally, in my household, we worship the Lord, and I think that's what God was telling us: like sit down, sit down, and go back to the things that we originally were doing like before there were electronics before there were reality shows before everybody wanted to be a rapper sit down like the only time you should be rapping is during the holidays if you are over a certain age let's be clear i'm just gonna put that out there and i think that it's, it's totally the truth like we needed that space to just kind of take a time out and, and go back to 
And I think, I mean, just to add, I guess thinking, not knowing who's listening, but even if you don't have, if someone doesn't have like a tangible gift or something positive that, that they can point to in 2020, I would imagine that the year probably is one that most haven't experienced before. And I would say, and I, I see this as a gift for me, I'm learning, you know what, I am stronger than what I thought I was, um, you know, at, at, you know, at the start of the year versus like now. Um, I'm able to get through more than I may have, you know, given myself credit for. So I hope people, if you don't have like, you know, I launched a program or I got a promote, if you don't have something tangible, if you made it through the year, you are probably stronger than what you probably imagined you were. You probably overcame more than what you have had to overcome. And so you should take, take some pride in that um, in terms of a gift, in terms of something that 2020 has given you. I remember, um, I remember my mentor was opening up for one of our Founders Day brunches, and he was like, all right, cool, it's time, you know, Black people, we say grace before we eat, and we're giving thanks, and he says, if you ever get to a point where you can't think of what to be thankful for, be thankful for the things that didn't happen, and like, that put a whole lot into perspective for me and right and I was like if nothing if if 2020 didn't give anybody a gift for me I didn't go without anything in the year of 2020 that alone was like when I sat down and I really silenced all my devices during my meditation time I was like man God you gave me I didn't need for anything. I didn't want for anything. You helped me to realize that everything that I needed or wanted, I already had. I just had to get rid of the distraction, so I was able to focus on it. And so, Kev, what was what was what what were some gifts that 2020 gave you? That did come around the mountain to me, didn't it? Um, I've been thinking, man, because you know, 2020, 2020 is a a uh, monumental year for me and for all of the babies of 1980. You know. This was a, a milestone year for me in terms of uh, turning 40 and like really like, yo, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a grown, grown OG man now. you like, I, 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 I got all the battle wounds, all of the scars, right? And I'm still pretty. And so that's a gift. That's a gift, man. It was, it was 10 years in the making though, brother Jay. It was 10, yeah, geriatric perhaps, but it was, but my gift, my gift of 2020 was legitimately 10 years in the making. Because you know, I've de- I've done dealt with various challenges literally every single year, from the last from the last uh, for the last ten years. And yes, and yes, Shante, I I did grow bangs, I did grow bangs. You know, but you know what? That's a gift. I was like, yo, people pay for the hair I got. I'm gonna grow it out, and then I'm, I, hey, if you gonna hate me, then you gonna really hate me, cause now you gonna know I'm pretty and I got good hair. And so I just decided, I say, yo, I'm just 2020, the gift, 2020 gave me the, just the opportunity to just be splendid. You know what I'm saying? You know, when, when you got a, when you got people in the, in the grocery store asking you what your curl pattern is, I say, Hey, that's a gift. That's the gift of 2020, baby. I don't know if I'm a 4C, 4B or 4A. They all sound like project apartment numbers to me, but my curl pattern is, is like that. I get I get many 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 uh, Facebook posts and IG posts that be like, "Yo, your curls is popping." As a grown OG man, I don't know how to take that, but the gift of 2020 has given me popping curls, brother Jay. Popping, popping curls. Girl. 
popping curls for real, man. That's and that's Care no product. Free gold. Carefree gold. That's no product. That's my moisturizer now. We, we don't use no product, man. We don't use no product, okay? You say curls for the curls and waves for the babes. Yo, man. <laughs> hey, that's that. But that. But I just said, yo. But but part of that process is like, I haven't had a, I haven't cut the top of my hair in like two years. But I'm just like, yo, why am I, why am I holding on the hair? Like I haven't been a, a hair guy. But it's just like, man, it, it was this time to grow it. Hey, cause when it goes, it goes. And when it goes, and I and I and I've been saying this the whole time. I said, "Yo, straight up, man, I'm not gonna cut to it. Stay. I'm not cut. I, I, I'm I'm scared to cut it now, cause I don't know if it's gonna grow back. That's <laughs> you fine. know what I mean? That's, hey, when it goes, it goes. It's... But 2020 gave me like the, the the moment of clarity to just say, "Yo, what type of man are you?" And reflect on that. And what type of man do you want to be for the next 40 years of your life? And I really had that time to really get clarity. And I think one of the greatest gifts that I've, I've received in 2020 was just the opportunity to uh, recognize and acknowledge sometimes what we just take for granted as the obvious, like a sunrise, man. You know, part of, part of my whole journey has been, you know, just getting in shape and getting healthy and focusing on, focusing on health. Cause I'm trying to be here. I want to see grandbabies and great grandbabies if I can. And, you know, I get up and I go on my morning jogs and my morning walks and yo, I see the sunrise, man. And it's a beautiful thing because like when people say, you know, and I'm, I'm not trying to get preachy on the show today, but when people say, well, yeah, you know, you, you've never seen God's face. I see it every morning because the sunrise, it never gets old, man. It's always there. It's always present. And it's different every morning. And it's different every time, man. The yeah. sun rises. And, it, yeah. and, that, and that's just been crazy to me because it's been a moment of clarity and a moment of reflection where I'm just like, yo, he helped me see another sunrise. So what am I going to do with the opportunity that has presented itself? And at the end of the day, man, I, I think, I think I've, I've really received, you know, just that, that, old, that, that, that old school uh, grit that our ancestors had had man just the just to say you know what we're gonna turn a crazy situation into something that is gonna be splendid and glorious you know and so that's and I, I just think that 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 moment and that time to reflect very important to me man and um you know on my bible app on my bible app man I went mm-hmm. 530 straight days and made sure that I, you know, I, I read, I read the the verse of the day every single day, and I thought about it, how it impacted my life, and what it meant to me, and yeah. so much so, I missed the day, the beginning of the year, and I was upset with myself. But the gift is, I was still able to appreciate what had taken place, but then also see, you know what? Okay, well, I'm, I'm back to zero now. Now I get to start over. And so, you know, usually, usually if you miss a deadline, you, you mess up on a project, you know, something doesn't go your way. And I wanted you mentioned it earlier, like we beat out, we beat, we beat the hell out of ourselves, man. At least I know I do. I can, I can beat myself up, up and down way more than anybody else can. But this year has just been an opportunity to say, you know what? All right, let's, if something ain't work, let's try Let's see what we can do differently. Like, like brother Jay, the podcast was an example of that. Like we, yo, no, like we, we've, we've inspired others to create podcasts and people come to us for advice for podcasts. 
And yo, we didn't take a class. We didn't read a book. This was like trial and error, man. And, and like, we, I think- We drank a lot though. We did drink a lot. We drank a lot. We drank a lot for sure, we for did. sure. But yeah. but, to that, but, but to that point though, yo, we, we said, yo, this is who we are. This is what we want to put in the atmosphere. And we came from a place of love. We came from a place of love and, and, and positive intent. And so we was like, yo, we'll let the chips fall where they may. For real. But but it, but it's cool, though, because similar to Shantae, it's like, yo, we have to understand and know our truth and live with it. And when we start worrying about what other people think, then that's when that's when the gifts really start pouring in. And that's cold, man, because who would have thought in 2020 anybody anybody on this on this show today would have that opportunity to to like have that insight or that epiphany. And so, yeah, man, I just think uh, 2020, Brother Jay, has really just given me just a lot of clarity, man. I, You know, like Mercedes, I've gotten a chance to spend more time with my son and see how dope he is. You know, a lot of the issues that I encountered uh, during 2020 have uh, been resolved as of December 2020. So that's a gift in itself as well, for real. Because, you know, black man, a black man, man, you go in front of a judge and you don't know what happened. <laughs> Boy, you just don't know. You just don't know. But uh, all things, all things have been well, man. Uh, though it, it, it wouldn't, I wouldn't. If if somebody said, "Well, yo, Kev, right, you know, paint a picture of what you're gonna look like and the position that you're gonna be in when you have like this moment of clarity in your life and you really are content," I damn sure wouldn't have written, uh, painted a picture like 2020. I tell you that much. Twenty. 2020 required us to get rid of our representatives and deal with our true selves. And like, it, it's amazing because my coaching, like I've been, people, everybody wants to be coached. And I appreciate it. My bank account appreciates it too. Uh, but in those coaching sessions, I find myself coaching myself as well. And I think there was six, six lessons that I was helping someone else, other clients learn and accept. And I was like, ah, oh, as I'm reviewing the tapes and taking my notes, I was like, oh, that was, that was good, doc, right? Ooh, you, oh, put that in your personal book, right? But you're going to have to read this later and, 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 and put it into practice. And it, because of this isolation that we're in, I think it helped me to realize that um, I was allowing people in my circle just because I knew them, right? And as I was talking to one client, I was like, hey man, you, people people have to qualify to get a piece of your vision. And I said, ah, ooh, wait, that was for me. That wasn't for you, sorry. <laughs> that, that was for me. Like, And so like, I had to come to the realization um, and this was a painful realization, right? I was I was bringing people with me that had no desire to go. And so I couldn't really work on what I wanted to work on because I was exhausted trying to pull everyone else that was dragging their feet. And um, I, read, I read it on a billboard a couple years ago and it said, stop asking blind people to proofread your vision. And, and I have it on the wall behind my computer and every morning before I ask someone to get involved in a project or for 
advice. I'm like, ah, can knowing that everyone's not going to see the vision the way God prescribed it for you. And so don't ask them to proofread my vision. Ask them for based on your experience, right? Ask them some specific questions without giving them content or context about the whole entire picture, right? And people don't know what to destroy or, or tear down if you don't tell them. And so that was one lesson. I think I also learned to align myself with people that inspire me and not tire me. And, and ooh, people can be draining. And in this space of- Oh, people done lost their damn mind. Don't get, uh, mango, mango, mango. Don't <laughs> let the smooth taste fool you. People done lost their damn mind this year too. Yeah, yeah. People have lost yeah. their everlasting mind, for real. They have. And I've, I had to get to the point where I had to be okay with allowing people to lose their mind, right? And so um, it's tough because, you know, I, I'm a coach, but in my personal relationships, I'm just, I'm just Ronald. So like, if you come to me for coaching advice, I gotta one, ask if you're coachable because everyone's not coachable, right? Everyone's not willing to learn. And so when people come to me for advice, I say, all right, cool. I give them advice from Ronald's perspective. And then I let them, do with whatever. I don't follow up because one, I know some of them ain't going to follow the advice, um, but but it's draining to give your concern to so many other people and those same people aren't giving you the same level of concern, right? Like Lauren Hill taught all Black people on the miseducation of Lauren Hill the word reciprocity. We're not getting it, right? She came. I know what reciprocity right? is. I know what that word is. <laughs> Thanks to Sister I, Lauren Hill. I don't know. I don't know about reciprocity <laughs> since 1998. <laughs> Right. And so I, that, that was the second lesson. The third lesson was a shift in perspective. And Shante, I, I as when you when you followed the page and it was like my best shift, I was like, that's good. Another thing that I wrote down on my board is my gift is in the shift. And so I can't get to it until I get I, like the shift key on my keyboard makes things look different. And in order for me to get to what is destined for me, I got to I got to shift. That means I got to shift my mentality. I have to shift the people that's in my circle. Sometimes you got to go to the outer circle, right? And some, I got to shift people's seats in my audience. Sometimes they go from have, being a VIP to standing room only. Like things are in a constant shift. And when I recognize that, I also had to look at some things that, you know, we hear people say, you know, I'm in a ditch. And I was like, yo, a ditch is a grave without a body. And like, once I stopped saying that, you know, my, this is in a ditch or like I'm feeling like I'm in ditch. I, I recognize that I had the ability to look at 2020 as being a tomb or being a womb, right? Is it going to kill what I have or is it going to give birth to what I have? And so like I was shifting, I was shifting. Um, and then within coaching, I was doing more studying and researching and learning more about trauma and how we heal it within the black community because 2020 was filled uh, with, with trauma from every angle, it looked like people of color, we couldn't catch a break. And I had to, in that I was actually dealing with personal trauma, right? And so as I'm researching to help others, I was also finding ways to help myself. And um, one thing that I wrote down as I was helping one of my clients deal with something, I was like, because we have a history of trauma, we will confuse being at peace with boredom because trauma makes you feel like you gotta be busy. I'm like, yo, at peace, how many of us right now can sit like on the couch with nothing playing and just be like so content? 
Not Yo, man, to I'm in, at, I'm in bed. Look at your phone. I'm in bed by 8.30 every night, man. Bruh, it's great. It's, <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong and, with it. <laughs> and and with the isolation, like, people can't just willingly pop over at your house. And even if they do, like, I'm watching them pull up. I'm looking on the ring, and they ring the doorbell, and I put my phone back down. I will keep watching TV. You want to know why? Because I'm at peace. No. You didn't, you didn't answer my phone call. You didn't want anything. Like, I'm tired of the every day. So how's your day? What do you be doing? I, listen, I'm stuck in my house. I'm on Zoom every day. What do you mean? I'm good. My days look the same. I feel like this is Groundhog Day for like the 330th time. Like every day is the same. But you washing I'm, your sweatpants though, right? You washing your, you washing all your. When okay. I put pants on, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Um, you know, um, but just recognizing. Mangoes. Mango. Sorry. 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 Fair, fair. I forgot context. I forgot context. I, I'm wearing shorts. Um, but just putting things into perspective. The other, the next lesson that I learned, I think it was that even within, not just within relationships, but you can be unequally yoked with your friends. You can be unequally yoked with business partners, and it's like knowing when old country song, know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, know when to run. And 2020 has really helped me to see that um, everything in life is a season. Friendships, relationships, like Kev, we talked about this season one, even the word friend has end in it, right? And so recognizing like, I appreciate that we existed in this space and we shared something. Sharing is over, right? Like in Zoom, when you wanna stop sharing your screen, you hit the stop button, stop sharing. And I had to stop doing that with relationships, brother. And then the last lesson I think I learned and um, was, you know, I wanted to have a conversation with black men. I wanted, similar to Shantae, I wanted to check in on us because we, 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 us was hurting, right? And so a small conversation then turned into, hey, let's invite more people. And then it's like, hmm, let's get some women involved. And Let's ask people that are in different countries and different time zones and conversation manifest, right? It manifested into something. But the last lesson was manifested, but also do the work. Because a lot of times we, in our head, we like, oh, yeah, this is what I'm going to do, X, Y, and Z. And you talk about it, but we don't do the work. And so that's why I stuck with the name manifest, because we're talking about things that as black men, originally it was just black men that, you know, we don't really talk about when we see each other, right? But, you know, we talk about sports, entertainment, fat booties. Um, I talk about booties. books and literature. You know. <laughs> you are, That's how you I entertain book and myself. literature lie. <laughs> <laughs> but, right? Like, seeing what's hot on Instagram, we may say, hey, you good? And everyone default response is, yeah, but we really ain't. And so in that space, holding the space for us to really be vulnerable, right? Manifest it and do the work um, that it requires so that those that come behind us don't have to deal with the traumas that we were forced to deal with. And so it taught me, 2020 taught me a lot. And I'm pretty sure in the 15 days we have left, I'm probably sure it's, 2020, this bad month is going to teach me a couple more things. Uh, it's not going to leave quietly. I don't, I'm, I'm, damn, know that. But I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for everything that it has taught. 
Yo, the, the chat is buzzing. It's funny, you know, work. All of you, all of you have showcased and displayed work. Like you, 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 you received the gift, but you had to work for it. You had to work your ass off for it. And so even in a, in a, in a, a pause, though planned or not, like, okay, you have an idea, you have a feeling, you have like some inspiration or some kind of motivation, but you also got to put your legs and your arms to work. <laughs> you know, so it's, you can think it, it's about your brain, but yo, you got to make the other, the other areas of your body work to see the, see, to re re really receive the gift. Faith without works is dead. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's crazy. But all of you, all of you tonight really talked about some level of work that you didn't do before that you actually started doing in 2020, which is crazy. Is work really a gift? In this case, I think so. Yeah. I, and yeah. Yeah. Because work is a process, right? And you, you've got, you gotta have a process to get uh, get the promise, right? You gotta, you gotta have something, right? Something has to change. Something has to move. We think of a diamond. A diamond isn't just found, right? It's a mm -hmm. piece of coal that goes through heat, heat, pressure, and concentration. There's a process for that. And if you don't have the process, you don't have the progress and you can't get the promise. And so understanding like, I wouldn't really consider this work, right? When I tell people I'm here to help you do work, it's not necessarily enjoyable. Like it's, you could take pleasure in work. You could, right? But I don't, I, I, once again, I'm doing the shift, right? I'm doing self-discovery. I'm not doing work. I well, I was just about to things. say that, right? The work is, so when I think about the work, I think I'm the work, right? That I'm the project that I'm working on. And as long as I'm doing my work, <laughs> the work, then everything else that I do doesn't feel like the grind of it all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, and I think you said grind. And I think that's where we started to like grind is toxic, right? We all, hey, I gotta stay on the grind. No, go to grind. sleep. A rock that night. grinds to the ground is dust. Take take a nap. When you tired the other day in the middle of a conference call at work, I was tired of hearing everybody's voices. I disconnected and I got in my bed. I took a nap. I didn't send no messages, no emails. I didn't say I was coming back. I took a nap. Why? Because I was tired. I was weary, <laughs> wounded, and worn. <laughs> I needed rest. Hold up, man. You say I'm the geriatric one. You sound, <laughs> you sound older than me. <laughs> they, they tried to hunt me down, but when I left my computer and my work phone right here on this here right desk and went up, I left the basement and went up. <laughs> when I say I got in my bed, like clothes off, got under the sheet and the comforter, I said, Alexa, <laughs> not Alexa. Is your Alexa a clapper too? Did you clap hey, and call Alexa listen, at the same time? She know what to do. Alexa, chop, chop. <laughs> she know what to do. Wasn't playing no games. It was a yes. nap. For, it, it's the nap for me. Ain't that what the young folks say? It was the nap for me. Woke up rejuvenated. And I was like, yo, I've been missing. When I was tired in the middle of the day, when I was working in Woodbridge, I couldn't take a nap, even though I did. 
sometimes when y'all couldn't find me. I, I had connections at Nova. I was like, hey, put the paper over your window when you go for lunch. I bet ain't nobody gonna bother your stuff. But like recognizing when we, our bodies tell us when we need, like we were going like always on the go and we're thinking, ah, we're tired. We take an energy drink, we shake it off. And then we can't understand why like a common cold, like Mercedes said, can sometimes knock us down because our body is tired. Well, and think we about it, with, with, with kids, what do we do when they get to acting out or something else? Damn. It's time for a nap, mm -hmm. rest, oh, yeah. relax. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they get up and they are no longer Sour Patch Kids. They are no longer that little crazy being running around like, who, yeah. who, I, I didn't give birth to you. This is not what happens. But it, it, I mean, it happens to us as well. And that's, again, going back to that pause. Like yeah. you needed that nap. So I'm good for you because a lot of people don't recognize that. And just like you said, that grind is what keeps us because we hear grinding all my life, grinding all my life, RIP nip. But sometimes that grind is wearing you down to the point where you've got nothing left and you're not being productive in your space. You're just there. You're not listening. You're not engaging. You're just there. So good, good for you for taking that nap. Self-care. I it's the best care. Put put a nap on your calendar. Make it a private meeting so nobody comes looking for you. I'm a professional hey, napper. Hey, like, listen. See, one day I, I put myself in a Zoom with myself so it looked like I was busy when people tried to hit me up on Zoom. Listen, you got to cover your ass in this social situation. Because I understand. I ain't new to this. True to this. Dude. Everybody else just getting on Zoom. I've been on Zoom. See my naps, my naps turn to I'm night night, man. I take a nap you these days, man. I'm I'm sleeping. <laughs> I'm sleeping. Sleep. Good day, oh, sir. My mother, my mother called me the other night, and I and I I called her. I uh, Mr. Call called her back, and she said, "Oh, okay. Well, something came on TV." She said, "I'm gonna call you back." I think she called me back 30 minutes later. It was like 7:45. I was gone. I woke up around 11. She usually up a little late. I called her back. She said, did, she asked me like she was in shock. Did, were you sleep? <laughs> like she was mad judgmental, man. Like mad judgmental, man. People judge you, man. Like, especially if you, if like, if you content sitting in the house and taking naps and doing your pause. Yes. I, yeah. Call me geriatric. Call me with, with your will. But guess what? I'm rested. I'm at peace. And ain't nobody plucking my nerves, man. Nobody pl plucking my nerves. Right. And so, man, that's crazy. But the plan pause, I, I think that's necessary. What's 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 one gift that you all would like to give someone in 2021? Peace. Yeah, that passes all understanding. I would give people a sense of purpose, right? Allow them to acknowledge that, acknowledge what makes them happy and not just in acknowledging the difference between joy and happiness. And as you are figuring that out, working in your purpose and shameless plug for coaching, right? Coaching is coaching therapy, whatever it is that um, they have access to, to utilize it to help them really see what potential they have and what purpose and walk of life they're doing. If I could give a gift to anyone, it would be the ability to to just kind of heal from what time, the damage the time has done, you know? And whether that was life experiences, whether that was traumatic instances from childhood, whether that was like toxic work cultures, like being able to sit down and process so much of that stuff by yourself, we don't really get the opportunity to do that because we're, we're busy. 
Um, and I, I wish I could really grant that gift because I see that in so many people. Like I see that in so many of my stressed out and tired friends. I see that in my mother. I see that in, you know, particular family members who are just doing the day-to-day -day grind still and they haven't gotten a chance to reflect for some people in years, you know? So being able to sit down and process the, the trauma, process some of the toxic behaviors that we develop in ourselves, like all of that is so important. I feel like now, especially before we get re reintroduced to society again, for so many of us who, who've been at home, you know, nine times out of 10, who don't low key party on the weekends, who ain't really linking up, taking flights to Tulum, you know, Cancun or whatever, you know, we, we're not doing all of that as much as we used to. So I feel like this is prime opportunity to really sit back and reflect a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I just have to echo that because that was kind of my word I was thinking was kind of like self-reflection um, in terms of, I think that's a gift I would give and, and a gift that I'm, you know, receiving as well in 2020, I think going through the year and going through it, you know, individually, solo, not having roommates, don't live with anybody. Um, I think that's something that I've been doing a lot. And sometimes, you, you know, it pull, pulls out the good things that you have learned about yourself and it can pull out the bad things. I was just totally like, just a man and you, Ronald, when you were going through like the, you know, going through your list and talking about the trauma, I was just like, you know, that self-reflection will, will bring that to the surface. And, but it's a good thing. You need to heal from those things. You need to, you know, heal correctly. I think we, you know, operate in mm -hmm. some of our traumas um, to the detriment to, of ourselves and those around us. So we do need to have that sort of reflection and, and try to heal from it. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's something I would give. And, and this piece, I mean, that, that just as well. Yeah, the gift of peace. You can are, you guys, are you guys criers? Does anybody cry here to just kind of like release and get, get some emotions out? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I, I enjoy a good cry probably uh, every six months or so. Okay, yeah. I'm about that. January, with, I was crying. With, with June, I was whiskey. definitely crying. Huh? Yeah. With 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 no, whiskey. no alcohol induced crying. No, 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 like, no, no, no. I like, I like a good cry, man. I like a, I'm like a. Oh my God, I'm on my way to work again. Thank God I got a job. But <laughs> oh my God, I like one of them type of cries. You know, okay. your cup is full, so you gotta let some of that. Ah, that out. yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's what it is. That's that's really what I was working on this time around. Because I'm not a crier at all. Like even worst case situations, I will dead face it and be like, "How can I?" Mike does have a dead face though. I, I, yeah, I yeah, you do. Mike, Mike <laughs> yeah. be like, yeah. I didn't see. I didn't see. I didn't see like things escalate around you, and you have the same face every time. <laughs> I've been trying to work on the emotions, and I watch. Actually, this. a good thing because that ain't me. Man, it's, but it's it's internalization, right? It's like it's it's forcing everything down yeah. so that it never comes out. So mm -hmm. for me, it's funny. This week, I had a I had a, a mini cry for like thirty seconds. I watched this um I watched this show called Canvas on Netflix. Oh, for real, have y'all seen Canvas? Is that the uh the animation so movie? Yeah, yeah, it's a short. I haven't oh seen. Goodness. I haven't oh seen it. Oh my goodness, yet. dude! I watched. I think five minutes in, I was bawling, and I was just like, I cannot believe it took less than ten minutes to make me cry. <laughs> it was so good, though. It was good. It was real. But that good. was everything that you stuffed down. That yeah. stuff's not to, not meant to be down there. Exactly. Because what you're doing is you're you're creating more trauma and more, um, like just hurricane space in there, and then eventually mm -hmm. it's gonna come out. 
So it's okay. We, you can we cry. You. you can cry around yeah. me, man. I mean, for real though, if you gonna, if you gonna be crying though, we are gonna need a bottle or something. <laughs> the boy, the boy okay. just ain't gonna sit there and, and you know. I'm gonna yeah, crack some I jokes. You. I might make you cry some more, but at least let me have a bottle. I feel that. That's fair. Okay, that's fair. Or or give a uh, as my my one of my clients will give me a warning in the chat, like when she's about to be real transparent. Like okay, she goes warning label, warning label, and so then when she's mm. about to cry, she she'll say Kleenex. Because she feels it coming on, and she's like, "If you keep talking, it's going to happen." So I just want to let you know, like, don't leave me while I'm crying. I'm like, "I got you. We can sit here. Uh, give me a warning, bro. Call me and be like, hey, bro, I just need to.' Got you. It's all good. But like, if you randomly do it, I'm gonna be like, "What is happening?" I ain't gonna lie. When people start crying, it is awkward for me. You know it what I'm saying? Like, I, I have these, I have these emotions. Like, yo, am I supposed to get a Kleenex? Am I supposed to pat him on the back? Give him a hug? Like, what am I? Am I supposed fight to fight somebody? Yeah, am like, I just supposed what? to sit there and look at him? <laughs> what's my role? What's my role? Sometimes go. people I just wanna... want you there. Like, that's, I know. that's what but I, but, it is. Yeah. yeah, but that's like that. Because, you know, a lot of people don't it's like silence though. in the conversation either, mm -hmm. right? Like that silent period. But I feel like when somebody crying, it's like that awkward silence. Because I'm just like, yo. You give I them do the something? mic look, basically. Did I do something to make them cry? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, are they crying because of me? Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I know I was late, but the food <laughs> is still hot. It's still... <laughs> It wasn't, it wasn't the food. No, it's mm. not the food. Okay. Ooh, it ain't me. We need Ooh, a good cry, though. I agree yeah. with that. I agree with that. Yeah. We need a good cry, man. I'm moved by music. Music can, I guess because I'm a musician. And so if add that to the psychology background, so I can create a playlist that will take you on a roller coaster, right? But bring you out of that tunnel smiling. But sometimes I get stuck, be like, oh, that's a good song. And then it plays. And then I hear something different that I've never heard before. And then mm -hmm. I go back and then I hear something else and it just adds on top of this. And then I'm just sitting here just rocking old myself like, okay, I got this Zoom. I got this Zoom call. Then you crying and you hugging yourself. <laughs> what is up with y'all, man? Like, yo, I need y'all to call me, man. I need y'all to pick up a phone, man. Get a weighted yeah. blanket, Mike. Mike, get mm -hmm. a weighted blanket. And it really, it, it's heavy. Right. But it really helps like soothe the anxiety and like it. Pre it's weird. It's added pressure that helps you release pressure. Mm. OK, it's 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 yeah, man. That ain't nothing but this, the, the D block, them D block push ups, Mike. I'm telling you, man, <laughs> 50 sets, of, 50 sets of 10. Hey, man. <laughs> but I feel like people don't skip leg day. Don't skip leg day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on that. Fall, Be on that. You'll fall over. It's yeah. everything you see from right here. <laughs> shoulders and arms. That's it. His shoulders are so broad. <laughs> what, what were you going to say, Shantae? <laughs> no, I was just going to say it, it's funny because my boyfriend and I were literally just having this conversation because he called me um, an ice queen and he was like, you lack emotion. And I was, I was like, I have emotion. They're just not crying. Like, you know, something. Big guy, hard with your caring, like you real hard with your how you care, you care hard. So, I get I can see that, but I wouldn't say that you are ice queen, though. But you care hard, you know. Well, I started off as a princess, and then talk about something that I couldn't stop laughing, but I was like, that's an emotion, mm. you know. But I'm not a crier. I've never been a crier. My mom used to be bad because she would cry at commercials and I'd be like, what is wrong with you? But that was her way of getting it out and releasing. For me, 
I go to do something that's creative or something else, right? So there are other outlets. And so if that's not your outlet, look for something that is your outlet, right? And be and acknowledge that this is the way that I move in the space of my emotions because it's not always going to be and look the same way that other people's does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can relate because I'm not a crier either and I'm not someone who will visually show emotion. So if like, I think you may have, comment about Mike Ronald in terms of like having a lot going around but not so many emotions I can definitely relate um, and similarly really kind of hold stuff in which is it's not good I'm, I'm working on that in 2020 so I'm gonna keep working on it in 2021 um, really kind of just like hold that stuff in but it will it does need to come out it will will come out and but um, so yeah I, I, can, I can definitely relate I think I mean you know it's it's good for me like if I, I'm trying to think of the, there was one movie and I saw something on the screen and I was just like, mm mm, mm mm, wait a minute, wait a minute. Mm. Everyone else is like, are you okay? I was like, see, y'all weren't paying attention. Y'all <laughs> and on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, the reunion, when everybody broke down, listen, I said, okay. All right, maybe it's just me. Maybe. It's oh, that's right. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched oh, it yet. Sorry. They they broke. No, it's all good because I mean, yeah. everybody didn't told this shit any damn way. But they was crying over Uncle Phil. Yes, and like every mm. it was oh, and then when they kept showing the clips, I was like, I needed a break. I had to hit pause and get a drink. I was like, this is just too. It's too deep. It's too deep. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? But and 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 then I was thinking. When uh, my nephew, when he was growing up and like, you could see when emotion was coming into play, but he didn't really know what to do with it. One day he just stood there. He was like, it's just, it's just too much. And I was like, come on, dude, just lay down and just, he was like, I, it's just too much. And I was like, I get it. I've been there. Like, I understand. He didn't know if he wanted to cry. He didn't even know he was angry. I'm not hungry. I don't need to sleep, but it's just, it's just too much. And I was like, that sums it up. Like sometimes we go through and we're feeling everything and God help you if you are an empath because woo, taking on the feelings and that's tough. Well, brother Jay, parting words, man. This has been dope. This has been dope, oh. man. The gift of 2020. This conversation among others, but this one really, right? This is our, our final episode for the 2020 year, but helping us and others to realize that every day is a gift. We don't have to wait for a date on the calendar. You have 365 dates. Every day you should be celebrating multiple things. Yourself. I mean, there's others. There's ability. Um, and then just just your, as the old folks used to say, my my space in the building. So just celebrate and celebrate every day. And don't, don't half-step it. Like, I mean, turn up like you used to turn up at DC Brunch. And if we can celebrate ourselves the way we celebrate others and if we can begin to magnify our blessings more than we magnify our disappointments 2021 gonna be all right Kendrick Lamar said it and and I still play it as gospel we're gonna be all right whatever all right looks like is all right is on the other side of through and so we're gonna be all right Hey man, for me, gratitude is everything, man. And in, in, in those moments where you don't know what to say, you can say thank you. Mm. That's good. Yeah. And I think thank you covers all of it, you know? 
And then if you if you don't know what to say the next day, guess what? You can say thank you again. That part. Like and, say, um, learn to say it in sign language. Yeah, I figured that out, man. I got to get the weighty the weighty words book first though, and get you know get my juxtaposition up, get my juxtaposition game up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we're signing. You can't see it because this is a podcast, <laughs> but we're signing now. That's so cool. But on that note, man, I want to thank Monica, Mercedes, Shante, Brother Mike for joining us on this very special edition of the Game Recognized Game podcast. Brother Jay, thank you, my dude. Because, man, yo, you had our asses out here doing voting rallies. <laughs> and we ain't even have to rent a venue. <laughs> For the free, we did that for the free. Brother Jay, brother Jay, you your, your creativity constantly tests the limits and the boundaries of my imagination. And for that, I thank you, sir. On that note, uh, our gift to you is this edition of the Game Recognized Game podcast with RLJ and Kev. I'm KEV. That's RLJ, and we are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution where evolution is revolution. Until we meet again in 2021, be light. Be light.